Tell your friends. The Mark and Max Show is back and better than ever. Are you ready? LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max Show. It's a glorious day in the neighborhood as we head into a three-day weekend. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which for us could be five days or ten days. You never know when we'll be back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the three-day weekend. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I like the three-day work week, actually. the Didn't Johnny Carson invent that? <laughs> I know no. he had a four-day work week. He was what? He was yeah. gone every Monday? Yeah. Yeah. I love, so he had yeah he had a perpetual three day weekend mm-hmm. and that so much so that they had to name the permanent fill in host the, yeah. which at first was uh, uh, Joan Rivers. Rivers yeah yeah and then it was uh, Doritos guy Jay Leno uh, Jay Le- Doritos guy yeah. <laughs> it's funny I would have th- I would have said oh yeah the chin um. <laughs> yeah the chin <laughs> he sounds like he's in the mafia that's, that's just uh, that's Jay the chin. <laughs> All right, Mark, there was something that happened. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Um. There you go. There was something that happened on Good Morning America um, when they were uh, um, swearing in Justice Jackson. They put out this huge tweet, and they put it on YouTube, about America's first First uh, African-American justice. And you're like, wait a minute. Does nobody remember that? I mean, well, uh, Clarence Thomas is uh, on the bench yeah. now. Okay. You remember well, that? Before him, there was Thurgood Marshall. You remember that guy you've all been mad at for the last week? <laughs> oh, my guy. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> last week, last 31 years, you yeah. know? I mean, well, since oh, the Roe Ro decision, they've all been. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they wanted to drag him out back and beat him severely. Yeah. Oh, dude, they've been doing that since he was confirmed. Uh-huh. They've been beating him out back. I mean, ever well. since. And they will continue to do it. Yeah. And it's like, anyway, so they. they Good Morning America and many other liberal outlets keep saying the first one, the first one. You're like, no, yep. the first one was Thurgood Marshall back in 1967. Yep. Okay, <laughs> why don't you guys prove that you actually have a brain? Yeah. Okay, don't. Wow. Oh, it boggles the mind. You know, just I mean, imagine how many people um on allow that to go up. It's like if it pops up right away and nobody says anything. Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, they're just all it's like maybe okay they didn't have a black justice they agreed with that's what that's it, is. it. i was about to say meanwhile yeah this is the first deeply Rex, deep deeply left indoctrinated black justice right that, that is uh that is woke all the way to the core and that's that's what right. they're all happy about yes and then now you've got rex chapman the uh former nba player he was a decent college player decent nba player rex chapman and uh, he's become a social media you know uh he's a white guy and so he's uh, an illiberal. He actually referred to Clarence Thomas as a black white supremacist. Yeah, I've seen that. Do you realize how sick it is to say that? Yeah. That's to say that any black person who doesn't agree with the liberal agenda is uh-huh. a white supremacist right. in black clothes, yeah. in, you know, in black skin. It's yeah. ridiculous. And that should tell you everything uh. you need to know about uh, our friends in the Democrat Party and on the left. And this is not going to be a political show, just just so you know. Just got to get no. this off our chest before we head into a three-day weekend. And that is that the Democrats and the leftists, well, they're the same. Yeah. they Black people are important to them as long as they vote for them and think the way they want them to think. And if they right. don't, then black people are just rabble rousers and as justice clarence thomas said during his confirmation mm-hmm. hearings they're uppity black people and yep. they have no time for those people only if they toe the line and mm-hmm. they they align themselves with the leftist parties that's the only right. time they have anything to do with them they want them to vote 
and they want them to be there to be their victim class so that they can show yep. off all the wonderful things they're not doing for the black community. That's all they care right. about. That's it. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Max show. And, you know, heading into uh, a very American holiday, 4th of July, Independence Day. Yeah. And uh, what better way to recognize the Independence Day holiday by recognizing a uh, a day in mm-hmm. the life of the UK where today it's National Wrong Trousers Day. <laughs> Wrong. So, whatever that means. Well, here's what it means. Wrong Trousers Day is observed on the 1st of July this year. And we owe it to the British for creating an event where the wackiest bottom wear can also help raise awareness for an important cause. Whether for uh, from the comfort of your own home, school, workplace, whatever, everybody has a chance to participate in this national event, which aims to raise funds for children's hospitals and hospices across the UK. Not only does observing this day help support sick kids and their families, it also brings communities together in a fun way. The idea is fairly straightforward to participate in wrong trousers day is simply put on the weirdest pants you own <laughs> raid your parents closet whatever it takes keep the rest of your outfit normal and just get ready to raise some awareness and a few eyebrows as you show off your look and donate for the right to look wrong so that's what mm. wrong trousers day is you, you wear the right. weird pants wow. and donate money yeah they eat figgy pudding so yeah so this is this is this is uh what this is is um virtue signaling is what it is using your slacks <laughs> wow it's, instead of wearing those you remember when they came out with the little ribbons about you know you put the little ribbon on talking about the cause that you cared about and the color indicated what cause you cared about and <laughs> and, and so you were virtue signaling back then with a ribbon and uh mm-hmm. now you're virtual signaling virtue signaling with your pants pretty much you see no, I do that. But I wear a pen. I wear a, a, a ribbon, you know, but it's clear. You can't actually see it, but it's there. I promise. I put it on every day. Every I, day, Mark. Mine's a folded $100 bill. That's what mine is. Really? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> wow. I've been mugged four times. Really? For 100 That's it? Who mm. <laughs> got to jail for 100 bucks, man? You don't know the side of town I go to. Maybe they just wanted to beat you up. Maybe that it's like, hey, you you had that kick me sign on your back. That's what it was. Yeah, I just I just kept telling jokes. That's that was the problem. You well, it's International Joke Day, so there you go, Mark. That's true. It is. It's also American Zoo Day. It's Canada Day. It's Drive Your Corvette to Work Day. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I can't do that. It's International Chicken Wing Day. Now that's a holiday I can get into. <laughs> Chicken Wing Day. It's International Reggae Day, man. Uh, it's uh, National Ginger Snap Day, National Postal Workers Day. Be careful. And it's the first day of Dog House Repair Month. Yeah. I want to go back to Drive Your Corvette to Work Day. Because, you know, Mark, I thought about this, and it hasn't been that long ago. All mm-hmm. right? LaDonna and I have been talking about car stuff, and, you know, I want to get her a new car. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? I'll buy her something new, you know, something new, something old, right? I could go with an older because I want a 67 Corvette. I like yeah. that style, that window. And um, I was looking at them kind of on my own the other day and realized, A, 
I am now the joke I used to tell, you know, the old white haired guy getting out of the vet. Right. Uh-huh. And all I could think of is if I drive anywhere with my daughter, Hannah, yeah. people are going to immediately think, wow, Dave Mack is sick. What's wrong with him? Yeah. You know, so I've yeah. aged out. Mm-hmm. I can't do the vet. So if I drive my Corvette to work day, mm-hmm. that would be probably the last day because people would see me driving and think, yeah. oh. Jeff Tanner lives. Oh. Get rid of the vet, dude. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Max Show. Check us out online. The main website is LifeRadio.fm, not .com, .fm. <laughs> and uh, you can do the daily Bible reading and, and other stuff right there. Also, right. daily podcast of the show. Uh, Mark, make sure that's uploaded by 10 o'clock uh, Central Time, wherever you get your podcast, unless you use Google, when we never know when it's going to show up. No, no Could telling. be tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Mark, Utah Highway, mm-hmm. and we have had, and I'm, I say that because I think we've had three now, and I'm going to have to go back and look, but over the last couple of months, we've had a number of stories that included either a Utah Highway or bees, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and I'm, I got to look at, there's got to be a cross-reference somehow. But anyway, yep. Utah Highway swarmed when truck hauling beehives overturns. Yeah. Beekeepers converged on a Utah highway to attempt to capture thousands of bees that swarmed on the roadway after a truck hauling more than 200 beehives overturned. Authorities said the, semi, the semi-trailer, which overturned Monday in the eastbound lanes, lanes of I-80 near mile marker 149 in Summit County, um, they, they said several people, including the driver, suffered minor injuries from bee stings. Two people were treated for stings at a local hospital. Beekeepers on the scene said the damage to the hives was severe. Um, one beekeeper, a guy named Sam, Sam Cohen, said, unfortunately, more is damaged than not. Maybe 5% that's wow. salvageable. It's sad to see. So hmm. they're out there scooping up thousands of bees. Yikes. I wonder how tough that is. Because, I mean, you know, you see a bee over there. He's got his knee hurt, and they're administering, you know, first aid, putting little Band-Aids on stuff, you know. Yeah, they had to clear I the mean, highway because of all the little teeny tiny ambulances they had to bring in. You right. Know? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, you know, right there. I'm picturing this whole thing. You know, they've got their whole colony. People brag about bees and their mm-hmm. colony, but until you've got a waiting room for your bees that are not as hurt as the other ones, and they're watching cable, man, I'm just not into it. But... I do kind of think about if you were to show up there, okay, just let's just say you've never seen beehives and beekeepers and stuff like that. And you showed up and you saw these dudes walking around in those white outfits with the hoods. You would think aliens had invaded, you know? That's right. You would be they George, got little smoke things. You would be George McFly with Marty McFly standing over you in the beekeeper outfit. That's what you would be. There you go. Mm-hmm. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max Show. You remember yesterday morning when um, we were talking about uh, the jungle? Um, oh, yeah. And now back in the States and now back in the jungle. Yeah, yes. And <laughs> I made the mistake. It, the original song was by the Cadets. Right. And um, I said somebody else. But um, Ernie K. Doe, what does that mean to you? Mm, Ernie K. Doe. Nothing. It means nothing to me. Hit song. Mother-in-law. 
Mother-in-law. Okay. It was a hit song. Rings Back a in the day. It rings a very, very All faint right. bell. Okay. I don't come. I, I wasn't around in that day, I don't think. I wasn't either, Mark. <laughs> I, was, I, I wasn't even alive. My parents weren't even married. You know? Anyway, mother-in-law has newborn babies named tattooed too soon. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun. Wow. Yeah. It's. Mother-in-law. You know, mother-in-law. this would not be a problem if uh, if parents didn't change baby names sometimes. You know, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, parents, you know, they, they get all excited about a name and then they, they name the kid. And from time to time, they'll think, you know, this just doesn't fit. It doesn't work. And a few days later, they say, you know what? We've decided to change this kid's name. Well, it happens. If you're not 100% sure about the name you want to go with, maybe you should make sure your family members are aware that the name is, eh, it's kind of temporary. We're calling him Bubba for now, okay? <laughs> or you risk having him spend some money on monogram baby items. You you really don't have any use for him because that's not the kid's name anymore. You know, it's just not. And then there's this one mom online. If you're like her, you might find yourself having to tell your mother-in-law, that is, that her tattoo of your son's name, it's not the right name. <laughs> this woman... <laughs> This woman ex- has explained to <laughs> that her husband's mom or mother-in-law got this got this tattoo of her grandson's name just after he was born a couple of weeks ago. And while the couple think hey, it, that was a sweet gesture, they've since realized they're not really thrilled about the name they picked out for their son. They don't know oh, how to wow. tell her they changed his wow. name. <laughs> she oh says, my. She says, well, it is slightly funny, but I also feel bad for her. Even as the middle name, it isn't really an option, but we'd keep it for her i guess just not as a first name it's not a ma- it's not massive but it's 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 right near her wrist and has its own little area there's no mistaking it's there and she says i can't handle this level of awkwardness i'm really not good with stuff like this so the mother-in-law got the kid's name tattooed on her near her wrist so everybody could see it and now it's not his name wow <laughs> what you know <laughs> You know, I I sit there and all I can think of is you jumped the gun. You didn't wait till it was already, you know, because you're right. You know what? Like as children grow up, especially if you have other children, nicknames, you know, like Mm -hmm. when, when a younger child, especially like with all you can example, when Andrew uh, was about, I don't know, eight, when Mm -hmm. Hannah was born, um, actually he was nine. Anyway, anyway, she didn't call him Andrew. She called him Bubba. And so he picked up that nickname Bubba when he was 10 or 11, you know, and it's like, so it's just kind of funny that somebody would jump the gun that early before it was a done deal. Hmm. Wow. That's on her, man. That's Mother-in-law. Great. What do you expect? You know, yeah. but wow. that's just odd. Bless our hearts. Yeah. Bless our hearts. Bless her heart. Yeah. God love her. <laughs> wow. You yeah. double whammy. That yeah, woman. I, I threw that one. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Life Radio FM, Mark and Mac Show. You all right, Mark? Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> Going on a negligible sleep. Yeah, it was a late night last night. It's just, right. and so it's. I was just. You know, it's funny you ask, are you all right? I'm sitting here looking at my browser tabs thinking, don't I usually have more than these open? What am I missing? You know, because I, everything It's just, you know, you have a certain, well, we, you know how you work. You have things set up the way you like to work. And I'm sitting here going, 
what am I missing? What? Why is the? I I don't care. And then I hear you talking. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason I ask is there's a story about Yellowstone. Okay. And mm-hmm. Jellystone. First of all, when I was a little yeah, when I was a little kid, I thought it was Jellystone. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom. We were on a trip. She was talking. We ought to go to Yellowstone. I was like, Mom. It's not yeah. It's jelly. Come on, it's Jellystone. <laughs> and I was serious, you know. That's where Yogi but, and Boo Boo live. Yes, <laughs> right. But there's also isn't the Yellowstone the name of that Kevin Costner uh, TV show on I Paramount? Think it is. Yeah, um, I think all it right. is. Here's yeah. what I'm. Here's what I was getting at. I want. There's a show that you've been talking about that's on Paramount Plus, right, yeah. and <laughs> I want to watch it. And I thought, well, I also want to watch the Yellowstone. You know, I want to watch mm-hmm. this one as well. Yeah. And anyway, when um, I was looking on it. Okay, and I thought, well, I'm this now. And they've added a couple other things to Paramount Plus, and so I thought, well, good. Then I can watch Yellowstone and get caught up before right. the next season. Yeah, and I'll go. I can justify this now. There's plenty of programming on there that I would like to have. Right. I'm looking at it last night, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got your option. You know, you got that 4.95 option that has commercials, and then you can go 9.95 without or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so I go to get it, and I realize, wait a minute. It's Paramount Plus, but Yellowstone, the show with Kevin Costner, that mm-hmm. is half the reason I want to get it. It's not on Paramount Plus. Really? It's on. It's just on Paramount, oh. the cable channel. Oh, that's nice. And and because of the way they worked their deal, it it's not available on Paramount Plus. <laughs> so wait a minute. So you're telling me yeah. you own the show? Mm-hmm. It's on your network, but it can't be on your upgraded network. Right. Nope. Boy, the contracts, it's just they've got contracts that are weird, but it's on Hulu, and I think it's on YouTube channel. Anyway, wow. it's on a couple of these other channel things. I'm like, oh, come on. So now, how am I going to justify getting what I really want and getting what I really, you know. That whole cut the cable thing sounded like such a good it idea really a while did. back, but now but now I've got 27 services all charging me 10 bucks a month, know. you know. You're spending more than you were with cable to get oh, yeah. just, I, I'm going to get just what I want. I'm going to live the yeah. a la carte life. I'm just going to pick yes. the stuff I want to see. And you realize I just basically built a package that looks just like my old cable package because I don't have, I don't watch half of this junk anyway. Yep. And I'm still paying and, more than I used to. Right. I'm paying more than the cable, but I cut the cable. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, I've got to apologize, Mark. I kind of drifted last night. You know, we got yeah a story about Yellowstone National Park. Okay. And I got yeah, drifted yeah. into, I don't know, whatever, from Jellystone, <laughs> Jellystone. to Paramount yes, to everything. Uh, right, yeah, yeah, and then Paramount Pictures. And so uh, ah, <laughs> let's go back to a man. There was a man, not an ordinary man, but a man who decided to take on a charging bison. What is it with people nowadays? I We've had stories like this. It seems like about once a week we have a story about some tourist who decides, I'm going to go pet the big fluffy animal. And then he, <laughs> wind, <laughs> he winds up in the emergency room. According to the National Park Service, a 34-year-old male from Colorado Springs, Colorado, was gored by a bull bison near Giant Geyser at Old Faithful on June 27th. This man was walking with his family on a boardwalk when the bull bison charged the group. Family members didn't leave the area. 
Um, and the bull bison continued to charge and gored the male. Video shows what happens to be um, what appears to be a family of four or five people, including a kid who was saved from being gored by the bison and shows them running out of the way in an effort to escape. A park visitor says prior to recording the video, he'd been following the bison for a while. He watched the situation unfold and says the guy in the hat in the video approached the bison and got too close. See? Oh, big fluffy animal. The guy who was pummeled was the first to get the bison riled up. The bison then went after the older couple there because the kid ran toward them. According to Jeremy Shaw, a park manager at Utah's Antelope Island, people normally get too close to bison. Quote, they always want to get closer and closer for photos. But ultimately, oh. anytime there's a dangerous interaction with wildlife, it's because the person got too close. This there is the second reported incident in 2022 of a visitor getting too close to the animal and the bison responding to the perceived threat by goring the individual. It happened to a woman a couple of weeks ago, remember? Yep, I do. And all I could think of is, you know, sometimes you get what you deserve. You wow, know? yeah. I mean, why? But you're right. People, for whatever reason, I, I don't want to blame. I don't blame anything when an adult, okay, makes a stupid decision. Mm -hmm. But you have to think it's got to be something to do with people's videos, you know, online that we're so now seeing videos of people doing things like mm -hmm. that, getting close yeah. to wild animals and getting away with it. And yeah. that other people think this would be fun. And it's like, no, they're wild animals, man. Mm -hmm. Don't yeah. feed them. Don't touch them. Just take a picture if you want. You mm -hmm. know, that that's a way to do it. But don't mess with them. You know, <laughs> would you if somebody. OK, let's just say there's a, a talking dog. OK, a talking <laughs> pit bull. All right. A talking pit bull comes straight into your house and he, you're watching TV. You're sitting in the recliner and the pit bull says, hey, mind if I come in here and just look around a little bit? Might have to go to the bathroom over there. What would you do now? The pit bull comes up really close to you. You don't know whether the pit bull is going to bite, pet. You don't know. So you grab your trusty gun sitting right by your side, and you level it at him. All right? Now, the bulldog, what's he going to do? He's going to – you would hope he would run away at the side of a gun, but he's too busy talking and trying to remember his vocabulary. And he says, hey, what you got the gun for? But it sounds like arf, 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 arf to you. So you shoot him. All right? That's what it is when we go into their into their habitat, you know? Wow. <laughs> we went from the bison goring guests in the national park to the talking pit bull and getting shot because of a language problem. <laughs> Only here, go. folks. That Only here. <laughs> that's what happens to these things. <laughs> liferadio.fm mark and mac show and you know mark we make fun of people for doing stupid things mm -hmm. mainly because we've done stupid things ourselves it's not like we're immune yeah you're right you're but right did it ever occur to you when you're out in the woods to you know go up to the bear or whatever <laughs> no. you know and say, would you do a little no. you know do a little dance no. for me i'll take you on tour no not okay. at all I mean, just making sure. I mean, I just think about this. Okay, you remember the old Warner Brothers cartoon with the the frog that sang, you know, "Hello, yes. my honey." That guy, the the frog yeah. that said, and the frog with the top hat, and every time he uncovered it to show somebody, the frog just that's all he would do. Right. You know, if I right. saw that frog singing and dancing, I would run. I just, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm sorry, something's very wrong here. 
I'll be way over there if you need me, you know? <laughs> that is a dog. I remember the cartoon where they had the dog that could talk, and mm-hmm. he talked baseball. It was his favorite game. And so, well, who's your favorite player? Ruth. Yes. Yeah. I remember and, that uh, one, too, yes. And at the end of it, he goes, you think I should have said DiMaggio? <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mag show we appreciate you joining us and you know as we head into a holiday weekend i do hope that you'll take a moment and maybe read over the declaration of independence Mm. you know a lot of people haven't and i encourage you to do it yeah not the preamble to the constitution i'm talking about the declaration of independence right where the you know they sat down and listed out the reasons yeah all the reasons yeah they yeah, and there were a bunch. And look over what fits today. You realize that it's really cyclical, but I encourage you to do that, and there will be a test on Tuesday. All right, Mark, a man drives a digger across across tightropes at British theme park. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, I'm thinking about this all along the way here, okay? Yeah, yeah. A digger is, a digger is like a, a yellow thing, right? A yeah, an tractor? excavator. It's got tracks on it, and it's got okay. the big scoop thing that they scoop scoop stuff out of the ground they dig holes with it okay yeah, that's one of those tonka makes these right, right? yeah <laughs> the little bitty ones and this this is a two-ton digger a guy in britain drove it um uh, about a hundred feet across a pair of tight ropes his name is uh hugh uh wow hugh edelinu yeah <laughs> whatever he he's a chairman of the Diggerland theme park in strood kent england he <laughs> drove a komatsu pc-14 digger across two parallel ropes i bet they were cables not ropes okay they were suspended <laughs> about 13 feet in the air he says okay. a lot of people have done balancing stunts with diggers and i thought a couple of tight ropes and a digger at a high high level sounded like a challenge i practiced this on a I practiced it on a bit of metal first at a high level but that was a solid piece of metal that didn't move he said he had some fears before his attempt quote i was a bit worried that it would be like trying to get into a hammock where you get halfway in and it turns upside down. So if, oh, yeah. that, if that happened, that would have been a real problem. But I did all the engineering calculations beforehand, and sure enough, it paid off. And he drove and this. See, Mark, if you really want to shock me, do it without the calculations. I, I mean, go up there and just, hey, have Mark and Max string your ropes, grab the digger, and then hop in a digger you've mm-hmm. never driven before and yeah. do that. Then it's a challenge. You see, we come from the part of part of America where, hey, y'all, watch this is a common phrase. Yes. If he'd done it that way, that would have been impressive. Yeah. Mark and Mac mornings only on liferadio.fm. Liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark's a little punchy today. He stayed up late last (laughs) night. Got it back up early. We get up in the middle of the night as it is. But, you know, dude, (laughs) you know. A lot of times at night when we're doing something, um, I know that I do it. It's like if I was like if this is when we're out when the kids were younger and we'd be out at some game or something and mm-hmm. it's an hour away from home. And you're on. if I was at home in bed at this moment, I get four hours, <laughs> X, sleep X number of hours of sleep. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you're counting down your sleep hours. I, yeah, I still do that. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's and that, it's, it's that old habit. On. Yeah, it's from doing the morning radio yeah. thing. We'd be out of the yeah. concert doing the MC thing out on stage. Oh. How much longer can okay, the back door is here. I can get to the car yep. and you know <laughs> that's what you're thinking is about when you can get home and get in the bed, you know? Because you, you gotta go. you gotta be up at two thirty, two forty five in the yes. morning. And and that is really too soon. It's just way too yes. soon. And then you try to get your family on board. Hey guys, look, um, yeah, yeah, you know, and no, they don't. It's like, mm. I'm so tired of hearing about that. Really? Yeah. Well, you're the one that's walking around Walmart at 10 o'clock at night. When I told you I got up at two 45 right. as I do every day, mm-hmm. it's Friday, yeah. kind of tired. And I really don't want to be at Walmart reading the oh. ingredients on the back of, uh, you know, Reese's peanut butter cups. I don't and, care. Oh, and wander, Buy whatever you want. Wandering through the clothing section and looking at things, doing the 14 yeah. things that were not on the list to do. Right. Right. And, they, yeah. oh. and ladies, if you ever wonder why your husband gets grumpy when you're going shopping, it's because you tell him, oh, I've just got to pick up one or two things. I'll be right back out. Yes. And you go in and you pick those one or two things up, plus maybe a couple of more because, oh, yeah, I need this, too. And then you go browsing right. <laughs> with your husband out in the car waiting. <laughs> That's yeah. why your hubby's not happy. Oh, oh. but the, with the things like last night, this is, you know. And I was just being a, I, I wait up for Jane when she's got something late. So she had something late last night. And so it's me and she the dog. Date. No, she, she, actually she was getting her hair done and she, she <laughs> has to do, she's working late now because of something, you know, yeah. staffing issues at work and she's having to cover some stuff and such. And so she works late. And so she has to, she can't get a hair appointment at a reasonable time in the day because she can't leave work. So she goes and gets her hair and her nails done and stuff like that. And, and I wait up because it's useless for me to go to bed. Because I can right. go to bed, and just as soon as I'm in the zone, you know what I mean? I'm really, <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. You get past uh-huh. that, I'm going to go sleep. This is gonna be, you're, boom, you're gone. You're just absolutely in the deep sleep. You're in the zone, and all of a sudden, the, bar, the barking begins. The dog's going nuts because Jane's home. <laughs> so I just stay up. <laughs> Dude. You know what's so funny about that is that I basically live in a kennel, so when they go barking, it's just <laughs> another day. It's like feeding time at the pound. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, a little bit ago, you mentioned uh, Marty McFly, and I can't remember. Oh, oh it yeah. Like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. But I meant to tell you this the other day because I actually found um, years ago when we went to Disney and did the show, mm-hmm. um, I made sure that we had entertainment to take on the drive, you know, because right, yeah. the kids were all so young at the time. And I bought the uh, three pack, the DVD three pack had just come out on Back to the Future, oh. and I got it, and it was wonderful. I mean, it, the movies were really, really well done. I mean, mm-hmm. just yeah, really good. I think no, I think Back to the Future two gets a bad rap because it actually is not as bad as they made it out to be at the time. Hmm. Um, and number three is you know a neat little thing, but anyway, yeah. the long and short of it all is I'm looking through stuff yesterday and I found it. I, this old, cause you know, now with everything online, you really don't, or we don't look spend a lot of time with DVDs. Okay. Mm, yeah. Um, I remember when I called Andrew about something a couple of years ago and I was like, hey, I've got this. I'll bring them to you. He goes, dad, really? I've got it <laughs> sitting right over there and I, I don't even bother. You I know? have those and, like, and wow. a hundred more on a, on a, on a thumb drive over here. Yeah. I'll give that it's to like, you when you too come much by. work. Yes. <laughs> right. Pretty much. Anyway. So, um, but I opened it up. Okay. I opened up my, my three pack of back to the future because on this back in the day, they, I think they took it off after they issued it the first go around. 
um, they they did a whole thing on the hoverboards. Oh, and yeah. How yeah. it tells the whole backstory on the hoverboard and how Mattel was sued oh, by that, a group yeah. of mothers. Yeah. It was like the mothers against Mark and Mac that sued us. They were suing. Funny. And yeah. to and that's where they said, look, after the movie, they these things all got up, taken. Anyway, that's funny. I open up this three pack to find that documentary. Yeah. And it's not there. I'm missing that DVD. Oh, no. But you know what is in its place? What? The movie Tucker. Oh, I downloaded this movie I, and burned it years great ago. Movie, yeah. Yep. It's all about the Tucker tornado or the, I can't remember what it was called, but the car that was made by Ooh. Preston Tucker, the Tucker and his, yeah. yeah, his story back in the day. And anyway, it's a great story. And, uh, the movie was directed by Francis Ford Coppola starring Jeff Bridges and Karen Allen. Mm-hmm. It's a good Christian Slater plays his son, but anyway, good film. And, uh, I happen to find it. It's like, yeah, I'm now I got to break out a DVD player that works so I can Tucker, try to watch it. You Tucker, know? a man in his dream, right? Yeah, that's what it called. Yep. Yeah, what a great yeah. movie! I really enjoyed oh, yeah. it a lot. You know, interesting sidebar to that: Burt <laughs> Reynolds actually was called in 1979-80. Francis Ford Coppola uh, called for a meeting with Burt. He goes up to meet with him, and they're talking about Tucker. And uh, he said Coppola was going on and on. He said, "You know, you kind of look like Tucker." You know, mm-hmm. and they went on and on about this movie, and then. What Bert found out later was that once, uh, once he uh, uh, Coppola had Bert into it, he goes to the studio and tried to get you know using Bert because he's the number one movie star in the world at the time. Um, he was trying to get Tucker made plus several other film projects he wanted to get made. Yeah, and Bert really got. He wrote about it in his book. He said really it was disappointing because he thought they were on the same page with getting this movie about Tucker made, and really. Coppola was trying to get three other, four other films done, and he was using Burt as the bait to get the studio to commit. Wow. And uh, so it never got done, and it was years later when it was done with Jeff Bridges. But still, a movie mm. worth watching if you can ever find it. That's the thing. It's one of those tough gets, tough mm. to find. And uh, Aren't you glad anyway. that it was uh, Coppola, that Francis Ford Coppola was involved in that and not George Lucas? Because there would have been, there would have been Tucker the sequel and then the third Tucker and then he would have gone back and done prequels of Tucker, and <laughs> and then Disney would have bought it, and we would have had spinoff series of Tucker. And I mean, <laughs> just be glad it was him. actually. Mark, it sounds kind of good to me. I wish one of these guys <laughs> would make a movie about the Bradley GT. You know. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark. Yes. There was an episode of Big Bang Theory when Raj, the uh, young man from India whose mm-hmm. family supports him, you know, because he's spoiled. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he That's decides to, you know, yes. mm-hmm. yeah, he decides to cut the cord and decides to stand on his own two feet. <laughs> and uh, in it, <laughs> he uh, let Sheldon. <laughs> He lets Sheldon dictate, you know, what he can and can't spend money on. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I think um, Howard or one of them says, you know, you could charge people a dollar to hit you, you know, something like that. <laughs> and that was what I thought of when this headline says, man makes $35,000 a month by mm-hmm. letting people wake him up however they want. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm in. Uh, you know? It's <laughs> brilliant. It. It's brilliant. Jakey Bohm is the guy's name. He's a genius. He's a social media influencer because who isn't? He came up with a clever way to earn a bit of extra cash and rid- rigged his bedroom with speakers, lasers, and a bubble machine. You know what this is actually more like? It's more like that episode what? where they had people from other parts of the world controlling stuff in their apartment. Yeah. That's what it's okay. like. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> then he encouraged his followers to pay to wake him up. They can choose whatever song they like, 
and it'll be backed up with an annoying light show. Jakey, he's from Australia's Gold Coast, is now going viral and has racked up 520,000 followers, many of whom are paying real money to wake him up every day. He's an avid uh, TikTok user. He shared a clip that's been viewed over 6.9 million times with over over 438,000 likes, which shows him, he's 28 years old, being abruptly rustled from sleep at 12.30 a.m. with bubbles, an inflatable doll, and the theme song from Barney the Dinosaur blasting loudly. Wow. Another video shows him awakened at 2 a.m. with speakers screeching dubstep tunes. To take part, users buy uh, gifts on TikTok, which correspond to certain actions in the room. The live sleep session runs for seven hours every night. And he says, I made $35,000 U.S. last month. This month will be a lot higher. It's life-changing, and it has changed my life forever. Zero regrets. Okay. Now, one of the things you learn in business is when you want to try something, you know, on your own, you look at somebody in the same field and you copy what they're doing. Only you do it better right? or bigger, you know? So what's better than waking somebody up <laughs> somehow inflicting physical pain? So, yeah, <laughs> I will be launching my own shock Dave. You know, here's the shocker. I'm serious. 35 grand a month, dude. Yeah. I, I could dig with, you know, what's that? Uh, a little yeah. over 400,000 a year. Yeah. I can yeah. do that. Yeah. And the, the thing is, though, he's doing it on TikTok, right? He's on. Right. He needs to move over to YouTube and monetize his channel and get commercial sales, and he could make ten times that a month, easy. Really? Yeah. Okay. How do you think these people right, are so making? That's what I need. I yeah. need to copy what he's doing. Yes. And in the, you know, I know what I'll do. Here it is. I will title it "Flat Earther Let's People <laughs> Hit Him in the Face." You know. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mag show and hey quick reminder it is a holiday weekend and uh, we will be celebrating the fourth of july so off monday and yeah. hopefully during the course of the next couple of days you'll have time with family and friends N- not to just ref- you know socialize and what have you and do fireworks or cook out but mm. to actually reflect on this great nation because there are so many people now that they're very dismissive of our nation and uh, mm. when you're when you're brought up the way we are in this country with the freedoms that we have it, you do take it for granted and don't realize that around the world they don't have it like this yeah so when they don't get something and i'm really talking about liberals when they don't get what they like and what they want they tend to pout and say i'm leaving and never coming back this country is horrible and you're like really it wasn't horrible when, you know, when it was, when you had your decision, you know, it's like, mm. if you don't like something here, you actually can fight to overturn it. You know, if you don't like something and yeah. what happens in this country, when the people vote and uh, let's use, use gay marriage, take the abortion out of the equation for a minute. Right. Let's not gay marriage for just a minute in California where the will of the people was overturned by mm-hmm. the courts. I mean, the people voted here it is right there and they voted no in their state. The court overturned it. And that's where the will of the people was shuttered by the liberals. Mm -hmm. That's what we as a people cannot allow. We just Mm. can't. And it's not because, you know, it's something we don't like. It's because of what could happen next. You know, when it's not your thing, that's the thing. You have to be very territorial and very protective. And 
liberals are not. Mm-hmm. They really are. Like we use that example we had yesterday. It was about abortion, and it was like you know you've got the liberals who are just beside themselves, and yet a year ago it was demanding let the government demand you take this vaccine for mm. COVID nineteen, right? And they were saying the government has a right to tell you what you can do with your body, mm-hmm. and then a year later it's the government has no right to tell you what you can do with your body. You know, right. it, yeah, you. You just cannot have it both ways. And if you don't see the hypocrisy, then you really should not be allowed to vote because you're not intellectually mature enough to understand Mm. what that means. But anyway, we're watching the same thing happen right now in state after state that had trigger laws that kicked in when Roe versus Wade was overturned. If we, we can bring it back to abortion again, and this is it, yeah. like in state after state, they had this stuff set up that in the with the provision that Roe versus Wade was overturned, then abortion would be made illegal in our state, right? And right, and that happened because the people in that state had expressed that opinion. They voted for people, put right. people in office who would run their state according to their views, and so when that happened. They passed laws that said, okay, well, if we ever do overturn Roe versus Wade, then we're abolishing abortion in our state because the people, the majority of the people in our state don't want it here. They don't want that happening here. And so what happens is Roe versus Wade is overturned, and then pop, 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 these trigger laws all kick into effect in something like 15 states across the country, and one after one, unelected federal judges appointed by liberals, Mm -hmm. by leftists, are are overturning all of those decisions right. they're putting them all on hold and saying no 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 you can't do that even though it right. was the people who said yeah. this is what we want unelected judges appointed by leftists are dictating what the people can and can't have wow that's the reality and that's that why is, it matters yeah. and that's that is why yeah. that that is why i encourage you you know to go ahead and give it a good look over the holiday that you know the um, the idea of the um the Declaration of Independence, um, mm-hmm. that's why I encourage you to look at it yeah. because you realize that we do live in a country that if you don't like what's going on, there are ways to work around it. There really are. And I encourage you to do that, you know, to get involved. Don't just complain. Actually get engaged, get involved, and do something. I might disagree with you. Mark might disagree with you. But you know what? In this country, you have that right. Right. liferadio.fm Mark and Max show and uh, okay A holiday weekend yay <laughs> yes. B chances are one of us on Tuesday is going to say man I needed a daggone break from the break okay so might be planning on a two or three day work week next week I can't believe I can't yep. believe uh. just throwing it out there it's a possibility anyway um, Mark we haven't done a stupid criminal yet I know there's one in the list because I'm looking at him right now yep. so please if you don't cue up the music, I think I might lose my cookies. Well, Please give us the stupid all criminal. All righty, then. No! A man was arrested Monday after attempting to shoplift 11 cases of beer from Safeway, according to the Seattle Police Department. At about 9.38 a.m. on June 27th, officers responded to a report of a man walking into Safeway with his own shopping cart. The incident report did not specify which Safeway. According to the report, the man loaded 11 cases of beer onto his cart and attempted to leave the store. A security guard confronted the man, but the man told the guard if he didn't get by, the guard would be pepper sprayed. Well, the security guard back, backed off. The man left the store without paying for the beer. When officers arrived, they found the man 
He was across the street, attempting to get on a metro bus. The man was arrested and booked into King County Jail for hmm. robbery. Wow. So his getaway car. His, yeah. His getaway car was a city bus. Wow. I mean, that's, why 11 cases of beer? I have, I'm, why 11? Yeah, why maybe, not he just couldn't, 10? maybe he couldn't see over the 12th and he put it back. Oh. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Wow. I'm thinking, all right, so now the threat of pepper spray is enough to let uh, yeah. your job. The security guard at a grocery store, your job mm-hmm. is to prevent stealing. Right. That's your job. Mm-hmm. Now, if the crook makes a threat that prevents you from doing your job, what is your <laughs> job? You know, I mean, now everybody knows all I got to do is claim I got pepper spray and they'll back off. All right. I mean, this guy would have got away with it had he had a getaway car. Uh-huh. You just announced Safeway just announced to everybody in Seattle. Hey, man, here's how you win. Yeah. So this is a combo story. Stupid criminal, stupid Safeway. liferadio.fm the mark and max show you know earlier today we had a, a tiktok um thing where a guy was like making 35 grand a month for people finding creative ways to wake him up right yeah so now we have a tiktok challenge Ugh. is being blamed for deep holes left on florida beaches yeah i'm not blaming tiktok for anything i'm blaming the people that do it mm. but go ahead well the thing is the tiktok challenges are dumb they're all dumb yes. some of them are dangerous really really yes. dangerous and i think this one is too and i'll explain why in a minute officials in southwest florida said deep holes found on area beaches are believed to be the result of visitors attempting a tiktok challenge allison ward of sanibel said she's found four holes up to five feet deep and four feet wide on beaches wow. during the past week. She said, wow. uh, she said, I almost fell in one. I've seen indentations, mm-hmm. but I've never seen holes like this before. Sanibel wow. mayor, Holly Smith said, public works employees have been at work filling in the abandoned holes quote. When we're looking at the depth and size of some of these holes that we've found on the beach, this wasn't just really a sand castle. She said in a viral challenge uh, that a viral challenge is believed to be behind the unusual holes. There was some kind of TikTok challenge saying, how deep can you dig? She says the Marco Island Police Department posted a photo to Facebook last week showing a large hole that was left on a beach with a shovel abandoned inside. The department asked anybody digging holes on the beach to make sure they fill them in before they leave. Quote, please refill the hole and kindly take your things with you. It's a hazard to other beachgoers, especially our beautiful sea turtles. And your beautiful visitors who are very clumsy on a good day and right. fall in there and break their legs. Yeah. Man, they're carrying a, an armload. You, you think about carrying all that junk out yeah. of the beach to set up for your family, and all of a sudden you're down at the bottom of the hole with a broken leg. Yeah. You know, now that's or imagine what, at night. Yeah, yes. Do you decide you're going to go out for a walk on the beach at night? <laughs> And yeah, where'd Sam go? I don't know. I haven't seen him for a while. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and here's why this is another reason I think it's dangerous is you dig holes in sand and at some point they collapse. They don't, st- you know, right. they start collapsing on you and odds are somebody's going to be doing this dumb challenge, be down at oh, the yeah. bottom of the hole saying, I am the greatest of all time. And next thing you know, we're digging them out and somebody's mm-hmm. going to a funeral. That's not yep. good. No. And every year, um, it usually is children, you know, that end up in these predicaments, young, you know, children that are mm-hmm. old enough to dig deep, but you know, not old enough to realize the consequences. Right. 
They don't know and, better, yeah. and it happens, and it's very, very sad because it mm-hmm. seems like, you know, you're talking about a fun day at the beach digging a hole in the sand. You know, yeah. that's a fun day, and it can be tragic. But, again, I yeah. just think about it. People do stuff on vacation that they wouldn't normally do. Like You know, um, in Alabama, we've had stories of high school students on spring break or college, high school and college, um, disturbing turtle uh, nesting areas you yeah. know, where they're and, and destroying them. And I'm thinking, what kind of person, okay, and I mean this, what kind of person that is old enough to be at the beach without adult supervision but is so immature that they think destroying something so rare, you know, Mm, it it boggles the mind and it really drives me crazy. But digging a big hole at the beach and leaving it there for others to fall in, that's just, that's bad all the way around. Yeah. Life Radio.fm, Mark and Mac Show. You know, during the music, we're talking about different ways we could take that TikTok challenge, man. <laughs> I got a feeling, Mark, we can come up between that TikTok challenge, digging holes and people, yeah. you know, waking other people up and making money. We yeah. got to find a way. Oh, I mean, yeah. if you can make 35 grand a month just by posting somewhere people can wake you up in the most innocuous way possible, mm-hmm. you and I can figure out something better than that. Come on. Yeah. I mean, really, Mark, we got it. What we have to do, though, is we're going to have to get into the brain of a seven or eight year old boy and what he thinks is funny with the daring do of a 13 year old boy. Okay. <laughs> where well, they're 10 feet tall and bulletproof. Yeah. Well, I, except for the 10 feet tall and bulletproof part, we've got the other parts covered because we've got the brains of 12 and yep. 13 year olds. So why not? Pretty much. <laughs> it's I, that maturity level, you I, know, that's got to be low. I still think somebody's missing the boat by not setting up a GoPro and, uh, <laughs> and yeah. shooting video of people falling in holes. Oh, I mean, you man. Know, that, you know what? If yeah. you did that, that's just evidence in court. You know, that's all that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but think of all the money you could make on YouTube before you get sentenced. Right. Oh, yeah. Your family mm-hmm. could enjoy it. All right. Mark, <laughs> goats released in C- New York City Park. New okay, York now, City. When I think of New York City, mm-hmm. I think of Central Park, but yeah. there are other parks, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is Riverside Park, where more than a dozen dozen goats are now. They're in New York City. They they went there Wednesday to feast on weeds. That's a chemical-free way to remove invasive species uh, while adding to the joys of nature. Now, what they mean by adding to the joys of nature, I'm not sure, but once you step in it, it's not a joy. The furry visitors yep. arrived in Manhattan from Green Goats Farm in Rhineback, New York, earlier in the day to gobble up overgrown brush. Even species dangerous to humans, like poison ivy. The goats will eat that. Goats are an ingenious approach to weed removal, harnessing their natural hunger for leafy greens as the primary mechanism behind the task, which traditionally involves pollutant chemicals. Of the (laughs) 20 goats, four will call Riverside Park home through the end of summer, eating their way through two acres of the park. Wow. Yeah. Now, how many of those goats have been earmarked for, you know, the the grill on the 4th of July? Because, <laughs> you know, roasted, you know, yeah, barbecue <laughs> billy goat. Not kidding. I've told this before. I know. I thought it was a joke. I <laughs> thought it was a joke. I really did. And I was on my way. It was when I was working for a country station in Birmingham. We're on our way to do this remote 4th of July weekend celebration. And LaDonna was talking about growing up and then gross, you know, uh, barbecuing goat. And I'm like, oh, come on. You know, Ellie Mae, there's no way, you know. And sure enough, as we pull into this one area in Bessemer, Alabama, 
there is this little shack on the side of the road, and they've got a big sign out front, barbecued billy goat. I mean, I thought it was a joke, Mark. I really did. And the first thing that LaDonna said was, I wonder how much. I like that, you know? liferadio.fm the Mark and Mac show and you know as we head into the holiday weekend uh, prayers that you have the wonderful safe time be careful with the fireworks um one thing if you have dogs you know oh, that if that with 4th the 4th of July isn't the only day fireworks happen in neighborhoods i know that it'll start tonight in my neighborhood yeah. i'm not fussing about it you know i we've got a lot of families now with kids, again, our, our, our neighborhood has cycled back through where we have a number of uh, young children. And so I know fireworks are part of it. It's okay. Don't, I'm not complaining, but make sure you put your dogs in a safe place because yeah. they will take off running. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the worst times, <laughs> the days following the 4th of July yeah, and is, New Year's yeah. where the yeah. dogs just keep on running yeah. until they get lost. If you don't want to spend the 5th of July searching for your dog, make sure they're put up, put up someplace safe on yeah. the 4th. Yeah. Anyway, so as we get ready, and and we encourage you to take advantage of the time, spend it with family, friends, and just realize we live in the greatest country. You know, it's wonderful to be here. Even even with all our warts and everything else, I mean, this still, again, if you don't like what's going on, work to change it. There were people for 50 years that fought abortion in this country. Mm. They fought it in ways that I disagreed with. They fought it in ways that I supported. But the bottom line is that the fight was ongoing. And you know what? I never thought, Mark, and I think you said it as well, that that Roe versus Wade would be overturned at the federal level. But Mm, here it is. It has happened. So if there's something you you don't like in this country, do something about it. You have the pathway to make it happen. There is no excuse. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, for the holiday weekend, Taco Bell. He's in our story list, okay? Yeah. Uh, Taco yeah. Bell testing something. Yeah, the California-based Mexican food chain launched a tostada and crunch wrap supreme with a Cheez-It shell. It's 16 times the size of the regular Cheez-It cracker. You know those little bitty tiny things the size of your thumbnail? And you're, they're just <laughs> okay, cheese. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, the little bitty thing. Okay. The menu items are being tested at a Southern California location for just two weeks, And the, uh, the company says. The tostada is made with a cheese it shell topped with beef, sour cream, tomatoes, lettuce, and cheese. The price, only two forty nine. That's cheap. Huh. If you're looking for a more sophisticated menu item, customers can opt for a crunch wrap supreme made similar to the original, but with the giant cheese it cracker shell. This item comes with ground beef, cheese sauce, sour cream, lettuce, and tomato wrapped in a tortilla. And now I'm hungry. The Crunch Ram Supreme will cost a bit more. It's four twenty nine. If you want to try them, you'll need to go to Irvine, California, to twenty two twenty two Barranca Parkway because that's the test kitchen for this. But if it's worth it to you, book your ticket now. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, just wow! Holy moly, Mark! And I am hungry. Uh. I know I am too now, and I don't want to be hungry for this right now. I know. Come on. I wonder what time. Uh, my local Taco Bell, I wonder what time they open. <laughs> oh, not for a while, dude. I know. Well. Shouldn't there be a 24-hour Taco Why Bell? Why do you do that Come to on. me? <laughs> 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hear this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on liferadio.fm.